From the Madison Metropolitan School District, this is Lead to Liberate, a podcast documenting stories of inspiration, growth, and empowerment across our schools. Hello, everyone, again. This is Dr. Carlton D. Jenkins, Lead to Liberate. I am your host, the very proud superintendent here in Madison Metropolitan School District. We'll continue to bring our staff in to talk to them to find out why do they want to be a part of leading to liberate. We have an outstanding guest today. You will not believe it. I just can't wait until you hear all of her background. First of all, this is Dr. Angie Hicks. Dr. Angie Hicks attended Madison Metropolitan School District, elementary, middle, and high school. And now she's taken on several roles here in our school district, not only as a custodian, a teacher, a principal, and yes, now, an associate superintendent for middle schools. We couldn't have had a more dynamic individual, more respected individual throughout our community to be a part of our team. And this is not a recruitment. This is a retention. Dr. Hicks, how are you today? I'm doing well, Dr. Jenkins. Thank you for having me on this morning. I'm really excited to, um, you know, have this conversation and share with you about, you know, um, why I'm here in MMSD, why I stayed in MMSD, what I, what visions, align um, with yours in terms of MNUSD and how we can um, move forward collaboratively and collectively to um, ensure success for all of our scholars in MMSD. Yeah, and definitely, I would just love to have a conversation with you and I, but right now we're talking about uh, you sharing this with the entire community. We want our students to know, yes, right here in MMSD, you started as a student, and can you tell us a little bit about how your career matriculated as a student and then now professionally? So, uh, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm on the mature side now. Um, I started in MMSD in 1971 um, in, in, first, in first grade at Aldo Lippo Elementary School. And um, I didn't go to kindergarten because I, I, I was in a Montessori, in a Montessori school. But, but um, starting in, in MMSD, going from first grade through fifth grade at Leopold, um, while um, the majority of my teachers um, in that environment were white, um, I had one African-American teacher, um, Geraldine Bernard. We call her Mother Bernard. She actually attends my church. Um, they saw me. Um, they valued me. They supported me, and they mm. affirmed me. Um, mm. I think that at the time, during, during that era, there were a lot of things going on, civil rights, um, movement, women's lib, you know, hippies, all of the, all the different activist movements were going mm. on. And I think people were doing the right thing for everybody because it was the right thing to do, right? right? Um, I think over time, though, it changed. Um, when I went to middle school, actually, I started off at St. James Catholic School mm-hmm. for sixth and seventh grade and then went back to Lincoln Middle School um, during um, my eighth grade year. And in that space is where I started to feel a difference. Mm. Um, and, and how teachers saw me or, or heard me um, because I, I love school and, mm-hmm. I, and I could excel in school, um, but I just didn't feel like I was getting the opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and in some places I was, I was beginning to get pigeonholed um, into what I could be and what I should do, but thankful to my mother, Easter Carson, for pushing mm-hmm. me and showing me like, no, this is my baby and, and you're going to be who you need to be. Um, when I got in high school, I went to Madison West, let's go Regents, whoop, whoop, whoop. All right. Um, it was very tracked, like, right, 
you were going on this path or that path. And, and I really wasn't seen in high school. The high school was very large. I was just, you know, a little a, a grain of sand in this whole wow. beach of, of, uh, on, the, on the beach. And um, it wasn't as connected. Um, they were teaching content and not understanding how they were teaching a human being who needed more than mm. just the information. Okay. Um, and so, so while I had my own adolescent growth journeys during that, my high school process, I was able to um, recover. Um, again, when we talk about GPAs and all of that, I, I started out strong in high school. You know, actually I started off, I came in with a whole credit because um, mm -hmm. I started, went to summer school before um, even high school started because that's what you could do back then. And I had good grades, and but then, you know, adolescence came in, and I started smelling myself a little bit, and mm -hmm. um, not not doing the things that I needed to do. But I had a strong enough foundation where I could recover. So when I talk to young people, I I really tell them your most important year of high school is your freshman year, mm. right? Because that lays the foundation. Um, you can always you can always recover if you have some hiccups or whatever along the way. But if you start off and don't do well and behind the gate, it's really hard to recover. You still can because there are programs and opportunities and ways to do that, but it, the hill to climb is much more steep. And so then actually, and I'm also, when I graduated from high school in 1983, I, um, I um, went and turned in my cap and gown and, um, to, to get my um, diploma. And my homeroom teacher like shook his head, no, it wasn't there. And I'm, you know, you know who I am, Dr. Jenkins. So you could see flame coming out of my head, like, wait, mm -hmm. what? Um, and they wanted, to, they said that I didn't have it because I was short a, a quarter of a credit or something of gym. I said, what? Um, my mother was, you know, furious, of course. And we called my counselor because I was leaving that same day to go to University of Iowa um, um, for summer school. And, um, said, well, mom, if I have to go back in, uh, for a gym credit to get my diploma, um, I guess I won't be getting it. Mm. And so my okay. counselor um, said that all I needed to do was you know, send my credits back from summer school or my, my classes, my grades back, and then I would be able to get it. And so I, I did do that. But in retrospect, I ran varsity track as a freshman and as a sophomore. I um, played varsity basketball. My, sophomore, junior, and senior year, like, wait, Jim? Like, I'm, 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 so I was concerned. But I was able to um, overcome that and, and go on and go to college. Um, let, let, let's pause here for a moment, because you didn't just go to college, right? Uh, undergrad, where did you go again? I went, so I went to the University of Iowa. I started right. there, but then I finished at UW-Madison. Right, so uh, I just want to make sure our viewers hear this. She didn't just go to college. She went to big, two big colleges right off the bat, right? Coming from Madison Metropolitan School District, we're talking to Dr. Angie Hicks. Here she is now, someone who almost did not graduate because of a quarter of a credit, was still a student at a high level, able to go to Iowa, able to graduate from UW-Madison, and now have a PhD. And I want all the students to recognize this is someone who looks just like you. In fact, they used to tease her and call her Charles Barkley on the <laughs> playground. Okay, she's done all this stuff athletically, but also academically.
But here she goes again. And I just wanted to just come in on this point because I see your passion for children. Every day, all day, 365 days a year. So what drives you to want to lead to liberate, to make sure that students have all of what they need so that they can become a Dr. Angie Hicks from MMSD? So um, I would just say, as we're growing up and we're young people, we don't really understand what it is that we need. Mm -hmm. And as I've matured into who I am today, I realize that I understand that now, and so I try to ensure that I can do what I can to make sure that the young people who are here are able to access that. Because we don't know what we don't know because we don't know it. But once we learn and know, we have to do better. And so I'm here to make sure that our young people have access, opportunities, foresight, mm. information, so that they can navigate this thing called life. Because life is hard. Everything that feel, feels good to us isn't good for us, um, but, but, but we want it in the moment. And so I think that, and plus, you know, I, Dr. Jenkins, I come from a, a place of faith. Mm. Um, and so all of this is bigger than me, and I listen to that spirit um, to help to guide me into what it is that I should do. Because, you know, if the Angie Carson in me shows up, it's not going to come out mm. too well. So I have to make sure mm. that I am really being intentional about you know, making sure that the young people who aren't even thought of yet, mm. you know, so generations and generations to come have opportunity and access. Um, and uh, it's like, you know, like Dr. Martin Luther King said, you know, I may not get to the promised land with you, but I've, I've been to the mountaintop, right? I may not go with you. I may not get there with you, but I'm, but I'm gonna help you to get there. And so um, that's the why. Um, yeah. I think that, you know, how our communities go, how our youth go is how our country is gonna go. And I think that while you know economics drives things, I think that everyone needs to have the opportunity. And I don't I just don't think that, you know, and I'm talking as a black female now, as a black girl, we didn't always have the opportunities. Mm. And we and we still don't have the opportunities. And so someone has to, you know, lead the charge of knocking down the doors and and, and climbing the walls and going over the going over the ledges so that we can ensure that our young people have opportunity, access, and are successful. And, for, and success for me means being able to take care of yourself and your family, independent of somebody else right. doing that for you. But the level of success you attain is, is limitless. Right. But I just wanna make sure of that at the gate foundationally for everybody. Right, and let me just say this. I see your passion, like we we're talking about the science of reading and the letters profession development at the elementary level and now you're in charge of looking at the new textbook selection for the middle schools, and you bring that same level of passion. I mentioned uh, your nickname on the court that's, that was actually given by the guys who were there because you can compete against anyone from an academic level, athletic level, and I've just observed you, you go into all spaces, and you're from MMSD. Also, we're hearing about your elementary, your middle school experience. What from that? that you bring into the job today, knowing that you didn't have as many people who look like you, you did have Mama Bernard mm -hmm. with you as well, but what propelled you to say, hey, I can do this too uh, in MMSD? So I've, you know, I, I grew up in Madison and I had a village. So everybody <clears throat> was responsible for everybody, took care of, 
anybody's parents could communicate to you, redirect you, or whatever. So that's, that's what I come from. Um, and in knowing that, I also know that now people live next to each other and don't even know their neighbors, which is sad. One of the most important things that we have and that we need is communication, and we don't do that. Mm. And, and, and the connectedness, that, that's gone. And so I'm really, really trying to make sure that we continue to just like connect. That, that um, as an adult now, I, I didn't know what I didn't have then. I didn't know what I, I needed then, right? I just wanted what I wanted in the moment. Um, you talk a lot too about the long view, right? Mm -hmm. And it is about the long view, not just in the moment because the moment's gonna, it, it's, it's only that, a moment. Mm -hmm. We know that the future is coming. Right. And so how are we preparing for that? How are we being ready for that? And in order to do that, I have to, I'm a connected person. I wanna connect to people. I want them to know that, that they have a village. Wherever I come and whoever I am, adult, child, you know, peer, whomever, that we have a village. Um, we, we, can't, we can't operate in isolation because if we do, then guess what? We are on our own track and we doing what we want to do and not for the good of the, of the people, wow. the, not for the good of the community. Um, my mother came to Madison, Wisconsin from Birmingham, Alabama, not Phoenix City, Alabama, but, right. but my Birmingham. People from Birmingham. <laughs> my people are in Birmingham as well. From yeah. Birmingham and, yeah. um, you know, I ask her often, um, well, my, because she was, she was, she was raised at a time, you know, in the civil rights era, and she said, um, the the one of the worst things that happened to us is um, desegregation, mm. not not segregation, desegregation, because now we're we're everybody in her community. They were doctors, nurses, teachers, looked like her, right? They were a part of the community. They were from the community. If I can't give back and help my community, right, where I come from, mm -hmm. who poured into me, how am I going to be able to do that somewhere else? Again, to whom much is given, much is required. My community poured into me. I have to pour into my community. Um, it's a non-negotiable. It's a non-negotiable. Wow, let's go right into that point because we are on lead to liberate. We go deep in sometimes. I'm telling you now, for our viewers out there, our listeners, I want you to hear this. She described herself as an African-American female. Your identity matters. She described her upbringing in a community that looked a lot like her. Understand what she's talking about desegregation. It wasn't that individuals weren't for integration. And an attorney once asked me that, so, so you're not for integration? I said, no, that's not what I said. I'm not for integration the way that it has happened to us. Now, if you wanna start there and we can build it back up and we can get into the green six conditions, Green versus Kent County, and talk about making sure that we have equitable resources to the benefit of all of ours. Here in Madison Metropolitan School District, here in the state of Wisconsin, we just, on the uh, national exam, okay, the national exam, we just came in first place again for the largest disparities. You understand? On the NAEP exam. So fourth grade, math. The next closest state to us, 18 percentage points. So with Dr. Hicks is saying here, it's real. This is what we experience with our students. We talk about the disparities, but we're here to do something about it. She's here to lead, to liberate, 
And she's giving you insight into who she really is, what drives her, her why. So uh, for the rest of the conversation, I hope that you're staying tuned with us and you're trying to understand it on a deeper level where she's coming from. Because we talk about our students. Well, our students do grow up. And she could be anywhere in the world. And she chose to stay in Madison. Why Madison? Um, Dr. Jenkins, as I stated before, this is, this is home, right? You can have a house anywhere, right? So I could go anywhere and then create a home. I feel like while it has been challenging in spaces and places, I think that Madison has done well for me and my family in terms of showing up in spaces sometimes that I didn't expect it to, right? Um, I've, as an adult, I've always been on an activist or in spaces trying to do, trying to give back. My soul and my spirit is servanthood, right? And um, the community in which I live, um, where my family is, I, um, my mother's side of the family is smaller. Um, my dad's side of the family is larger, and they are out, out, out east in New York. But I needed that connection, right? And um, I needed to be able to, um, to pour into how my elders poured into me. And um, if we all leave and run away from where we're from, um, we can, we can contribute in other places, but I just felt the need and I was called to stay here. It wasn't my choice. I could have stayed in Texas where I had moved to live. I could have went um, to Virginia or Alabama, but I chose to stay here because um, there was a lot that needs to be done and a lot to give back, to not to just my intimate community, but the larger community. Mm. Um, and, and again, I'm here to serve. And when you're here to serve, it's about being selfless, sacrificial, and not being right, but being righteous for righteousness' sake. Mm. And so that's the why. Um, and I wanted young people to be able to see somebody who, who they truly knew, regardless what color they were, especially Madison, being as, as segregated as it is, um, that it doesn't matter what you look like. How you care and how you show up for others that because while we have that dash you know our birth date and our the date we expire that dash is is the thing that matters how do i make people feel um, how did i show up for other people those are the things and if i can't do it at home then where wow i tell you we've been today engaged in a conversation with dr angie hicks uh, as her mother would say, Angie Carlson, uh, as her husband says, uh, Angie Hicks. <laughs> uh, so it has been a great pleasure today to engage with you. And one thing that I would like to say as well, she really touches all children. I think throughout our community, you see students of all races, families of all races. They all look up to and have been inspired by Dr. Angie Hicks. Thank you. You're listening to Lead to Liberate, a podcast by the Madison Metropolitan School District demonstrating how the more we know, the more we grow.